Now, South Africa's manufacturing data has uh, beaten expectations, as it were. Yeah, I mean, that was, I guess, the good news point yesterday. We, we've had such negative news, so specifically on the macroeconomic front uh, locally. So yesterday, expectations uh, for September's manufacturing production, the consensus expectations were around 5.5% today and thereabouts. Uh, the official data comes out at 8.5%. Now, this is a nice big upside surprise, and we'll take whatever good news we can get uh, when it does materialize. Uh, a couple of points to note, I guess, that are important for the listeners. First and foremost, we are fully aware of, of a low base effect. We know that last year, around September, was when the, the, the motor, uh, motor vehicle sector strike was really in, in full force. And so as a result, I think that particular subsector was responsible for much of the uptick in terms of the underlying index. That being said, uh, does this better-than-expected manufacturing print change our view when it comes to uh, full-year growth for 2014? Probably not. I don't think it's going to be enough to lift us above that 1.4% that National Treasury is penciled in uh, at Nedbank. We're, we're slightly more optimistic. We do think that we'll, we'll get an, a much better sustained uptick in the latter part of this year. But still, when I say slightly more optimistic, we're calling 1.5% instead of 1.4%. So still quite a dire outlook. Uh, but, but Sakina, this really kind of, I guess, led to some sort of uh, optimism in, in, in the underlying uh, yeah, in the underlying sense around this economy is that hopefully we can get this right. Unfortunately, when we put on top of that this new story with regards to the split in labor, we really need to see, uh, uh, we can't afford to see any more labor disruption come through into the economy next year uh, because that will then effectively push us back to where we were in terms of the, the type of story we had this year and will erode the growth outlook for, for 2015. So for now, I, w- I wouldn't even go so far as to say cautiously optimistic. There are a lot of big what-ifs out there in terms of the local economy. We need to get labor back at work. Uh, we need to ensure that this economy starts functioning again. Uh, uh, we, we can't afford, uh, the last message on the local economy for, from me, that we can't afford to have another year like 2014. It just does too much damage in the longer term. And then Alibaba, and we've been talking quite a lot about Alibaba here on AM Live. And I see they posted 2 billion rand worth of sales in one hour in a single day. Yeah, so so I'll tell you where the story comes from. I see a headline and it's something called Alibaba 2 billion sales in an hour on Singles Day. Now, I've never mm-hmm. heard of Singles Day. It sounds like something you'll chat with me about just before we go <laughs> onto the economic section. But Singles Day, once I was educated, uh, it, it was effectively created as what one would call an anti-Valentine's Day, so an anti-couples day, but it happens on the 11th day of the 11th month, and it's called Singles Day because of all of the ones in the date. So I guess a rather arbitrary way uh, to, to, to effectively create yet another day out there, day for, for some sort of commercial hoopla. And Alibaba's taken this on, so they've made it kind of, I guess, their own thing from an e-commerce perspective. Yesterday was Singles Day, and in the first hour of trade, Alibaba posted $2 billion. That's right, $2 billion worth of sales in one hour. Let's put that into context. That's roughly 22 billion rand. Uh, that would dwarf the market capitalization of some of our smaller retailers here domestically. So that, the reason why I bring this story up is it just gives the listener some sort of sense of scale of this Chinese consumer market. It's an absolute monster. It's massive. And if they succeed in reorientating their economy towards a consumption-led growth model, we're not even there yet. Can you imagine what those numbers look like then? Mm. And uh, just uh, very quickly, Japan, I see uh, Sinjo Abe saying uh, that they may actually delay a sales tax hike. 
I'm happy to see this. I mean, it's something we've spoken about for some time. They had a sales tax hike in April this year, uh, and you know, it resulted in a temporary uptick in terms of expenditures. People put that forward before the sales tax hike. Uh, in my view, the Japanese have a lot more stimulus to actually bring through to, to, to the, the bottom line. And so effectively, if we have a look at uh, if we have a look at what impact this is going to have longer term, uh, they need to stimulate their economy. They've weakened again, but that's not going to do, uh, that's not the trick. That's not going to actually get them out of trouble. So I think for now, probably the right move. We saw that reaction on the Nikkei uh, this morning. That's quite positive. Uh, and I, I certainly think we need some deeper structural reforms to start coming through. But any positive stimulus right now should be good news over the longer term for an economy that should be a recipient to some of that flow and some of the carry trade, and that is South Africa.